Last year, 76 online shoppers' banking details were hacked every minute. Many of these people were attacked on public Wi-Fi at cafes and airports. Protect your logins and bank details from hackers with TunnelBear. TunnelBear gives you free data to start so you can see if the network is right for you. Sign up now at ProtectYourWiFi.com and get one extra gig of data for free. Visit ProtectYourWiFi.com for more information. All right, everybody, what's going on? It's been a while since I had a chance to stream, and I would like to definitely thank Kente for doing this 24-hour podcast. I had a chance to be a part of it last year, and I had to jump at the opportunity to be a part this year. Uh, I'm excited about the topic I have. I was going to talk about relationships. It's been, been a while since I do on here. had a chance. Albany. We haven't been doing it for a while. Uh, she's been focused on her beauty line and uh i have just been also relaxing i spent the last uh, part of the 2019 just relaxing and uh taking a vacation from deep thinking not that i stopped thinking deeply i just you know just relax for a little bit uh there's some things in 2020 that i want to uh close gaps on so i'm hoping that by the end of this year um because i'm in a much better place now this year is all about closing gaps so I spent the, the latter part of 2019 just relaxing, right? Uh, but we, when I saw Kente was doing this, I thought to myself, yeah, I could talk about relationships like I usually do. But then I was like, no, let me switch it up a little bit. Let me let me talk about something different, something that I, I know about, that I'm still learning about, but whatever knowledge I have, I can disseminate to you guys, right? Um, and I'm definitely not talking about relationships after LA because LA killed two straight hours killed two straight hours talking about relationships and sex and uh i, I come from like my, my approach to relationships sort of mirrors hers in a sense but she's you know really deep in intimacy and stuff like that so uh after that i'm pretty sure whatever i would talk about relationship wise would be a bore so i'm gonna i'm gonna let la run with that you guys uh, make sure you guys follow all her her um platforms instagram facebook Twitter and YouTube because she's doing great things with cocktails uh, with LA. Uh, I follow it and you guys should too. But today I'm going to be talking to you guys about something different. There's a, a lot of, especially today, there's a lot of talk about how people can create multiple streams of income, right? It's all about getting the most money without doing so much work or creating a stream that you can make income while you sleep, right? And uh, today, YouTube is big. Um, becoming an influencer is big. But there's a, a, another way that I found that works for me, that uh, gives me a deposit every single month. And it's something that I did back in 2012. And that was releasing a self-published book. I self-published a book uh, from a father's father to his son's back in 2012, and it's still making money for me today. And publishing a book is a great way for you guys to create income while you sleep. And trust me, if I can release a book, anybody can release a book. So today I'm giving you guys 10 steps that you can do to self-publish a book, okay? 10 actual steps that will get you started and from start to finish in self-publishing a book. Now, these are the things that I did. Other people had different has different practices that may have worked for them, but this, but this is what I did to help me uh, release the book. Was it easy? Absolutely not. But in true Dre fashion, I have to take a sip of my coffee. Before I get started on this endeavor to share with you guys what I did and the 10 steps I took to release a book, all right? Um, one of the first questions you may be asked is how, how, who do I go to, to, to publish a book? When I finished my book and I had the <clears throat> manuscript, <clears throat> I shopped it around to a couple of publishers. Some publishers wouldn't even look at me because they didn't know who I was. And it was my first book. Many traditional publishers will not sign unknown new authors. They just won't do it. 
they won't take the risk because no one knows who you are and um they're not going to put up money to help you release a book especially if they're not guaranteed some kind of return now if you're famous and you have a good story if it's your first book they'll take that risk uh, but then there's also these vanity press publishers that will tell you a five thousand dollars will release your book and will market you and all that and i did research on that too and i realized that it's called vanity press for a reason you pay all this money to publish a book and all they're doing is pretty much having you self-publish it they they take your money they don't promote you they promise you uh tv spots and all that stuff and it never happens uh, and, I, and I'm the type that I like my money. I don't want to be wasting my money. And I already did all the work. So why am I paying you? It doesn't make sense. And true publishers will not charge you to publish your book. They just won't do it. So I found this thing called CreateSpace. And uh, they work closely with Amazon. This is back in 2012 that I self-published and released my book through. And I tell you, what, it was it was the best decision I made as far as releasing my first book. Uh, today, it's a little bit different. It's not called Create Space, but we're going to get into that, all right? So the first thing I did, all right, the first step that I had to do, which you could do to publish a book, is to ask yourself, what are you passionate about and what do you have a decent knowledge of? What are you passionate about and what do you have a decent knowledge of? Now, I'm passionate about family. I'm passionate about fatherhood. I'm passionate about marriage, right? And that's that's what I, I, I like. That's what I know about. That's what I went to school for. Uh, and I know about being a father because I've, I'm raising three kids on my own, right? So uh, when I released my book, I, I, I thought to myself, I really want to give something to my kids and to, to the young men that I mentor. What can I give them? Because I, I teach them things all the time. What if I put all that in a book and make it available to whoever wants to read it, right? And that's what gave me the idea of writing this book. I'm passionate about fatherhood. I'm passionate about family. I'm passionate about manhood. So there are a lot of young men out there growing up without fathers and single parent mother homes that don't know what it means to grow up to become a man. So I wrote this book for them, From a Fatherless Father to His Sons. I grew up without a father. And there are some things that I did that was absolutely stupid that I could have probably avoided if I had a good, positive father figure in the home. Didn't have that, right? So this book was to help people, young men, and even single mothers, uh, talk to their sons about becoming a man. So I was passionate about that. After I did that, I also wanted to define my niche because there are some things that people are passionate about. But when you are passionate about so many different things, if you don't create a niche, you'll be all over the place and you won't be able to develop and grow an audience to follow you. If I talk about... Um, family one day and then I write a, a a romantic graphic novel people aren't going to know like who I am and what I'm about so I figured I'm going to stick on the niche that deals with family um, people uh, manhood growth relationships things like that instead of going off to write a novel about um, Peter and Susie you know, falling in love and there's drama in the camp and she's cheating, things like that. That's not, that's not me. That's not my niche. So I'm going to stick with a niche. So the second thing you have to do is define your niche. What are you passionate about and what is your niche? And stick to that niche so that you can develop an audience, grow an audience. And once you grow that audience, you, you'll find that, especially in the very beginning stages, they'll be extremely devoted to you. Whatever you put out, whatever you, you publish, whatever you release, they will promote for you. And if you can develop a niche and then develop a strong core audience, they will do most of the work for you when it comes to promotion and things like that, right? Next thing you have to do after you uh, find out what you're passionate about, things that you know about, after you define your niche, is to brainstorm topics concerning that niche. My niche is family. So with family, I'm thinking about marriage, I'm thinking about um, relationships. I'm thinking about parenting. I'm thinking about single parents. I'm thinking about fatherhood. I'm thinking about boys growing into men. I'm thinking about uh, young ladies growing up without fathers. I'm creating a web of things that I would like to do that's connected to family because that's one thing I'm extremely passionate about, family, right? I believe that strong um, 
men build strong families, strong families build strong communities. So that's my focus in almost everything that I do. That's one of the reasons why I am a marriage counselor and a family counselor. That's one of the reasons why I am a public school teacher because I really am passionate about family. So what are you passionate about? After you do that, find out your niche in that passion. After you do that, brainstorm topics about that niche, things that you would like to write about. Not saying that you're going to write about everything all at once, but things that you want to write about. The first thing I wanted to write about was uh, growing up in a fatherless home and how I grew into a man without a man to teach me how, right? That was my first topic, all right? Now, have I released a book since? No, I haven't because a lot of things have been going on in my life. I've been in school. I'm raising three kids on my own. Now, two, because my oldest one is married, about to raise his own child. Yo, you know you did good when your son becomes an adult, he gets married, and he's about to have his own child. Like, my son is about to have a son. I'm going to be a pop-pop. That's, uh, it it floors me. I'm extremely excited about that. But I digress. So, uh, those things that you are passionate about, brainstorm topics, create a web, and take time doing this. Because if you do this properly, you'll have uh, a continuous, like, topic to to write about always so once you release one book you'll be able to go right back to releasing another one right back to releasing another one because you have a list of topics in your niche that you want to write about that you want to to give information on things that you are passionate about and if you're passionate about something people see that passion and they're drawn to that passion it's like a, a moth to a flame if your passion is burning about something about about a particular topic people will see that passion and they will draw right to you right so create topics brainstorm topics all right um number five number four look at those topics that you 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 want to write about and do some research in um what do you feel will be the best possible first book right what do you think that people would want to read about first and then start creating boxes and bullets I'm a fourth grade teacher and I'm a, uh, I focus primarily on writing with my students and uh, all that. So pretty much all I do is teach writing to my, my babies in my classroom and my students are growing as writers because they do this one thing. They practice organizing their writing by creating what we call in the classroom boxes and bullets. Okay. It's just organizing your writing. You have your topic and then you create subtopics. My title is, uh, from a fatherless father to a son. And when I created this book, uh, um, I didn't even have the topics yet, uh, the, at least the title yet first. I'm going to be honest with you. This came after I finished maybe chapter four or five, but uh, I created Boxes and Bullets. And uh, those Boxes and Bullets became my table of contents. I'm not sure if you can see it because it's so bright, but it became my table of contents. That So the boxes was pretty much all my chapters that I wanted to write about. And then the bullets was each subtopic I wanted to address in each chapter. In mine, I have, so the title of my book is From a Fatherless Father to a Son's. Each chapter, chapter one, grow up. Chapter two, look the part, be be the part. Chapter three, learning beyond experiences. Chapter four, faith in the God of men. Chapter five, a strong will and a soft heart. Chapter six, act on your word. Chapter seven, appreciating the woman. Chapter eight, sex was invented by God. LA, that was for you. Chapter nine, they're your children, not your inconvenience. And chapter 10, leaving a legacy. So once I had that, I was able to create subtopics for each one. And then after I did those subtopics for each one, I was able to start writing, doing research, and starting the process of actually writing the book. Okay. So once you have, uh, you ask yourself what you're passionate about and things that you're knowledge about, then you define your niche. After you define your niche, brainstorm topics in that niche. After you do that, you're going to choose one of the topics in that niche. And then you're going to create boxes and bullets, start organizing your table of content. Okay? So organizing your table of content. After that, you're probably going to start looking for... Um, 
how you're going to format your book. Okay. Now I mentioned to you before that I used what was called in the past create space. Today it's called uh, Kindle direct publishing. It's a free service. You pay nothing out of pocket to use this service and you will have your books available on Amazon, Kindle, um, uh, uh, what's that store? Why am I forgetting this store? Cause all I, I buy all my books on, um, uh, Barnes and Nobles. That's it. Barnes and Nobles. And you could even order books on your own that have at some mom and pop shops locally in your area or wherever, right? This, this way is probably the most effective way for, uh, self pub authors that want to be self published to get into the game and not have to pay much out front. The problem with this way is that all the marketing will be done by you. But if you do it on your own, you can pay what you want and promote what you want, how you want to do it instead of paying these vanity press uh, publishers what they want. And then they do whatever they feel like they want to do, which at most times is nothing to promote you. So if you go to www.kdp.amazon.com, you make an account, right? You can download a template of a book. They will give you the format of the book that you need to write it. And you have different sizes. And it doesn't have to be like a novel. They have children books that you can write. Um, and, I, I, if you, and if you want to write a good children's book and you want to uh, have some students read it, I got fourth graders. Right. I'll definitely be into that as well. But they have templates that you can download to actually start writing, even format it in a way that it's, it works with both printing it and in Kindle, uh, using a Kindle or e-reader and things like that. So it's, it's very versatile, inexpensive. And my thing is, if I don't have to pay money up front to do this, I, I, I don't want to. And I recommend doing it this way because if you don't, if it doesn't work out, it costs you nothing. There's zero risk involved. Zero risk involved. My son is leaving. Have a good day at church. Love you. There's zero risk involved. You don't pay anything. It's not, so it's not like a gamble where you're putting money out or you're not getting a return. I have friends that have used Vanity Press and, and there's a couple of companies out there that charges people to publish their writing pieces. And um, they they thought I was stupid for doing it the way I did it. And afterward, they would come to me and complain about the companies that they were published through. And this complaint was the same. Uh, I paid $5,000, $7,000, you know, $1,500 for them to publish my book. And they gave me a few copies. They promised to put me in CV, CBS and NBC and all that stuff. And it hasn't happened. I said, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the problem with publishing companies that you got to pay into a publishing company that sees your work and think that it's beneficial will not charge you to publish. The problem is if you are a new author, traditional publishing companies probably won't publish your work. You know, who's a good person to talk to Shannon. Shannon is, a, Shannon is also a published author. Uh, she's one of the moderators and uh, the, the creators of this 24 hour podcast. So if you have her information, get at her because she can actually help you with this. And I think that she actually is using a traditional publisher where I went through a, uh, the, the process of self-publishing my own book. And I will probably only self-publish my books unless a traditional author hits me up with a very good contract, a dope advance that I don't have to pay back. No, but then that's a, an advance. Like, you know what I mean? All right. I would go that route, but um, other than that, like the, the self-publishing route really works for me. I get money coming in every single month. The, the figures fluctuate, but every month I'm getting money in and I got people buying my books all over the world. I had gotten an email from somebody in England, in London, um, that they read the book and they were able to pass it on to somebody. And I was like, oh, okay. I got a reach in the UK. All right. So you'll be surprised at. Uh, the, the amount of impact that you can have in writing a book, publishing it, and making it available for the world to access. So go on to kdp.amazon.com, create an account. And on that account, you can start the title of your book, write the title of your book, 
and uh, so start the process there and download a template of the actual book so you can start the writing. After you do that, step six, start writing each chapter and save it on a cloud service. I recommend OneDrive because what they use to download is a, a Word document. So I recommend OneDrive because you can also edit right on OneDrive. Um, you can also use things like Google Docs and things like that. I mean, I, in fact, when I wrote my book, I primarily used Google Docs because this allowed me to access the book from anywhere. I, can, I, I would be on my laptop, my laptop typing. If I didn't have my laptop with me, then I got an idea. I pulled out my phone, opened up Google Docs, and I started writing my idea and started continuing writing my book. I would be on the train writing my book on my phone. It looked like I was texting, but I was actually writing my book. Having your book accessible from anywhere you are to write makes it easier to write. It doesn't limit you. Because uh, as an author, you can get an idea at any moment, at any point, anywhere. And if you don't have access to your book, you may forget about it. If you don't have access to notes, you may not write it down. So having it on the cloud makes it accessible everywhere you go, no matter where you are for you to, to write it. So start writing each chapter and start the, the writing process. It's, it's hard. So when I wrote my book, it took me about, I want to say, time span, about like a, uh, about a year. But that's because I took a break in between because I was going through uh, a divorce so I had to like really focus on my kids. So uh, like all together, like I piece all the, the time that I actually was writing together in about three months, I had the book done and ready to publish. And if it wasn't for that time, I needed to take a pause. I would have finished it sooner. And this is one of those things that you can do all the time, all the time. Like a lot of us spend a lot of time doing things that entertain us, which is good, which is fine. We all need that self-care where we, we have a moment of fun. Um, but some of us go to work every single day, frustrated with what we do. Uh, we don't we don't feel like we make enough money, but we have something inside of us that the world would benefit from. And in the process, we can earn an income from, right? Right? But I think, uh, and I, I respect the hustle of social media influence. In fact, I have a YouTube channel. I don't make any money from it, but I'm, I'm doing it just because I like shooting video of me and my family, and I want to make it accessible for people to watch, right? But people desire to make money creating things, right? A book is one of those things that you can actually create that's going to be there forever. And people will always have access and people will buy it. Buy it. Like every month, you'll find yourself, find a, a deposit in your account. And you're like, yo, where did this money come from? And look at your account from KDB Publishing. You're like, yo, I got money coming in. Like, it's, 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 a, it's an amazing thing to have that. So you can be a, 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 on a different level of influencing where you are actually creating an academic piece of content where people can read, enjoy, pass on, recommend, and make money that way. So uh, I definitely may recommend uh, going that route. But yeah, start writing each chapter, save it on a OneDrive so it's accessible everywhere so that if you need to edit on the spot, you have it there for you. After you do that, right? And, and I recommend doing this after each chapter because it's sort of, um, saves time in the process at the end. After you're done with each chapter, send it to a proofreader. Send it to a proofreader. Um, now, proofreaders cost money. Good proofreaders cost money. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Um, but it is beneficial. You don't want to publish a, a book that has um, mistakes and errors in it because it's not going to make you um, look like you know what you're saying and you know what you're doing, okay? But there are some inexpensive options out there. There are some inexpensive options out there. They have professional proofreaders, or you can go to a local college, hit up a, a adjunct professor, a adjunct English professor, and say, hey, I'm willing to give you $100 if you proofread this chapter or proofread my book. Would you be willing to do that? There are ways around it where you can get what you want and not have to pay full and top dollar for it. 
and uh, and actually having an adjunct professor or professor read your book, they may be able to give you recommendations for you to uh, include certain things so that those kind of books that you're writing, the books that you're writing, will be allowed in academic libraries across the nation. This is a lesson that I didn't know while I was writing my book. When I wrote my book, I didn't include references, right? I didn't include references. Um, I gave it to a college professor one time to see if it could be, I made it into their uh, library. And he said it was a great book, but it doesn't have any references. It's not really something that they can use in an academic library because all my sources will be questioned. And I was like, yo, that's deep. I didn't know that, right? And this is actually something for you guys to know also. If you're, as you're writing, cite every reference and use uh, a bibliography and a reference page at the end of your book so that it doesn't limit you from just using uh, bookstores. If you can get your book in a library, that opens up many more opportunities, not just for your books to be sold in school libraries and school bookstores, or even have it to be read in the libraries, but it'll also open up speaking engagements and invitations to these academic institutions. You'll be invited to college and colleges and universities and schools because of your uh, your book. So, um, so send it to a proofreader. I recommend if you know of a college professor or um, if you have a, a, a student in college, you can ask them to talk to, the, to their professor. That'll save you money. Or you can go out and hire an actual proofreader. I also recommend um, downloading Grammarly and uh, paying for that service because Grammarly will help you. I, it's not a full-on um, proofreader. And I, I would not say uh, use Grammarly and Grammarly only. I would say use Grammarly and then still go to send your, your chapters to a proofreader so that they can read through it because Grammarly will look at your, your um, book. They would say, tell you uh, some grammatical errors, spelling errors and things like that, but they really won't tell you if it's college ready or um, if you needed to add anything or take away anything. Okay. So proofreaders are, they, they will be your best friend in this process because they will help you get your book ready to be released. Uh, and uh, also find that one friend that is an avid reader. We all have that one friend that's an avid reader. All they do is read books. They're not Netflix and chilling. They got a book in their face all the time. We all have that one friend. Let them read the book. Let them tell you their honest opinion about the book and let it be an honest friend too. You don't want to, to your friends telling you, oh, the book is good and it's not. And it you release it and, and you realize this book is garbage. Like, why'd you help me release it? You need honest people in your life to tell you, you know, Dre, um, I see where you're going, but this book isn't doing it for me. Maybe if you add this and include that, things like that. So a proofreader will help you grammatically with your, your book, but a friend that's an avid reader will tell you, yeah, this book ain't going to cut it, or you may have to add something in it. All right. You need, you need to add something in it. All right. So find that one friend that's an avid reader that loves reading that you can uh, get ideas from to help create, you know, make your book even better. And then give them a free copy and an invitation, free invitation to your book signing or pay them if you'd like. All right. Uh, so that's number seven. So we started off with number one, ask yourself, what are you passionate about and what do you have knowledge of? And number two, define your niche. Number three, brainstorm topics in that niche. Number four, choose one topic and create boxes and bullets. And that will be a table of contents. Number five, go to kdp.com or kdb.amazon.com to create an account and uh, download a template for the book. And that would help you start the process of self-publishing your book. Uh, number six, write each chapter. Start writing each chapter and save it on a OneDrive or some cloud-based account where you can access your book wherever you go so that you have it with you to um, edit on the spot. Uh, number seven, find a proofreader uh, and that one friend that's an avid reader, both, not just one or the other, both, to help proofread the book. Um, ask for their advice, ask what revisions need to be made, uh, and uh, make sure that you ask for their honest opinion. Uh, number eight, revise and edit 
based on the proofreader and friend's recommendation. That's number eight. And make sure you take their recommendations seriously. One of the, the good things about having a team is that they will tell you what's good and what's not good, what to do and what not to do. Um, I wish we had people in leadership that was like that, though. You know, I wish we had like people in like running governments and stuff that would listen to honest, good people on their team so that they can make good decisions. All right. Let's not be like that. <laughs> Let's not be uh, that guy that don't listen uh, because it's it's disastrous. It may lead to impeachment. I mean, oh, you people not buying your book. You know what I'm saying? But um, have good people in your corner and make the changes, the recommended changes that your proofreader and your friends suggest, because if you don't do that, it's pretty much a waste of time. All right. Um, you don't want to release a book that isn't good. That's not good. Now, granted, your first book may not be like a New York Times bestseller, or it may be whenever you write a book, you're trying to write a book so that it could be on the bestselling list somewhere. Right. Otherwise, why write the book? You want it to be good. You want it to be a smash. You want it to be a hit. It's just like um, people who produce movies. When they produce movies, they don't produce it and think to themselves, yeah, I hope it's okay. I hope I hope some people watch it. No, when you write a book, you want it to be a, a bestseller. You want people to buy it. You want people to talk about it. You want, you know, um, Wendy Williams to be on her show and be like, did you read so-and-so's book? This is some juicy stuff. You want it out there, right? And one of the things that we fail a lot of times, not just in things like this and producing things, but in life, is we go through life alone, thinking that we can do whatever we want to do by ourselves without the advice and the guidance from other people. You can't go into publishing a book that way. You cannot, because um, that, and that's why some people wind up going to self-publish their books, because their um, publishers don't like what's in the book, and they tell them to make changes, and they think, well, I want creative control, so I'm just going to go self-publish the book they find out that that book wound up being a failure. Take heed to the advice of people. Develop a team of people around you, friends, family, readers, especially when you're publishing a book that will give you the, the God's honest truth about your book so that it's good and then make the, the recommended changes in the book. I remember uh, there was a part of my book that I, I had in there, right? And my publisher, Tiffany Knowles, she said, yeah, Dre, you know, um, this is this part that she wrote in the book, um, I see why you have it in there, but it's redundant. It's going to bore the readers. Let's just not include that in the book. And initially I was like, yo, you're not going to tell me what to put and what not to put in my book. Like, this is my book. I'm going to do it if I want to. But then I was thinking to myself, but if I do, she may be right. Um, it is kind of redundant. And that's the thing about writing a book. When you write a book, especially like a, 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 a nonfiction uh, like self-help type of book, we can be redundant. We can say that the same thing over and over and over again, and then it becomes boring, all right? She read it. She noticed it. She was like, Dre, you don't need to include this, right? She she may have taken out an eighth of my book because it didn't have to be there. And she was right. She did me a favor, and she was right. I hated to it, and it worked out. Have people in your team, proofreaders, friends, family that you know that would get the book, that will give you the honest truth about it and make those recommended changes. That's why you hire them in the first place. That's number eight. Number nine, design a cover by hiring a graphic artist and research covers in that genre. Generally, if you're coming out with like a, a self-help book, we see these self-help books, these, you know, relationship experts and these life experts and these life coaches, and they come out with books and they have their picture on the cover. Uh, I did, uh, my my initial goal was to to do that, put my picture in the cover, standing all like, you know, uh, like, you know, Joel Osteen you know, or T.D. Jakes and, and you know, have a coffee in my hand and be like, hey, you know, with my little side face and my nice haircut and stuff, with a nice three-piece suit, my collar up and a nice skinny tie. And um, as I was re doing research on covers from books, a lot of what was said about having a, a first-time author's picture on the cover they said that it doesn't really work because when people look at your book and your pictures on there, they're going to look to see if they know you. If they don't know you, they may not want to buy the book. But if the title is catching, if the title itself is catching and there's no picture, 
They're more apt to buy that book. They see your name. They see the title and a good looking cover without a picture of you on it. They're more apt to buy the book. Now, however, if you were famous, if you were on the Real Housewives of Atlanta or you're a big time megachurch preacher or uh, you uh, was on the news for committing a crime and you got acquitted and you release a book and you put your picture on it, people then at that point, they want to buy it because they really want to know your story. So you, you putting your picture on there because they want to know your story will work for you, will work for you. So if you create some kind of drama around your life and then release a book, you may get some money out of it if your picture's on the cover. So don't think that you have to put your picture on the cover, especially if you're a first-time author, because it may not work for you. If people don't know who you are and they see a picture on the cover of a book, they may not want to buy it because, again, they don't know who you are. So find somebody, a graphic organizer, that would help create a dope cover, a dope spine, which is the, the this section of the book, right? A nice spine and um, a, a nice back and uh, uh, create the title. And also, you can even download templates of that on KDB, kdp.amazon.com. They really have everything you need to get your book out there for no cost at all. So I would recommend going there and, and browsing the site, creating an account and doing all that stuff. Research covers in that genre. Research how covers look in the drama. If you're creating a, a graphic novel, if you're creating a romance novel, if you're doing a self-help book, if you're doing a um, a, 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 docu, a, a biography, uh, things like that, research what covers look like in that genre and gain ideas from that. <clears throat> the good thing about releasing a book is, excuse me, is that you're probably not the first one to write a book in that genre. There are people that have made mistakes in the past writing books in that genre that you can learn from. Do research. Do your research. The internet it has, has vast amount of information that's absolutely free for you to research and uh, get information about writing a book and releasing a book. And, and it even gives you um, information on covers of books and what books look like. Um, I watch YouTube a lot. <clears throat> and um, there's a guy named Sean Cannell. He has a, a, um, a business called Think Media where they teach people um, how to create video and what to look for. And one of the things he continually repeats is look at the trends, look at the genres, look at what's happening and create thumbnails based on that, right? Your book is like a, a YouTube thumbnail and it's got to be catchy. You got to put things in it that's going to draw the attention of the eye. And people say, well, never judge a book by its cover. I think everybody should read a book, all right, that regardless of the cover. But let's be real. Everybody judges books by their cover. We are visual people. We judge people by what they look like. And sometimes we make preconceived judgments on about their character based on what they look like, right? I mean, that happened to me a lot where people think I'm, I'm one way because I look a certain way and I'm not. And that's because maybe my, my cover wasn't that attractive or the message my cover was bringing or, or, or conveying was not a positive one. I get it. I get it. As an author, you have to get that also. Right? They say never judge a book by a cover, but that's a lie. People will judge your book by its cover. Um, it took me a while to um, identify the cover that I wanted. And on the cover of my book, um, there is a picture of me, but it's not a face picture. It's actually a picture of me and my three sons. This was when Gabriel was maybe four years old. He still had braids in his hair. And I'm carrying him. I'm carrying him. And we're walking up the parks of a, of a we're walking up the stairs of a, a park in, um, uh, in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, in a Fort Greene, Brooklyn. And my cousin was actually able to, to take this picture. My, my cousin's a, a graphic artist. And she took this picture and she designed this book for me. And I paid her to do it. She designed the book cover. And on the back, I have pictures of, of, now the back can have a picture of you. The back has a picture of me, my biological father and my kids and stuff. And a, uh, a brief um, uh, synopsis of what my book is about. But um, people will judge your book by the cover. 
they would judge the book by the cover. All right. So make sure that you design a cover that that's that's popping, that's engaging, that um that looks good. And no, your picture does not necessarily have to be on it, especially if it's your first time writing a book. Okay. Uh, the last thing that you have to do, number 10. So we went through, let me go through the steps again. Number one, ask yourself, what am I passionate about and what do I have a lot of knowledge of? That's one. Step two is define your niche. Again, you don't want to be all over the place with your messaging, right? You don't want to be all over the place. You have to pick one niche, stick to that one niche because that will help you grow your audience. Three, three, brainstorm topics in that niche. Think about any topic that would be beneficial to other people that you may know about that aligns with that niche. Mine is family. So I am passionate about family. So I don't mind writing about things that, that have to do with family, marriage, relationships, um, education, um, fatherlessness, uh, single parenthood, um, co-parenting things like that. And actually this book has allowed, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I never thought that this book would have brought me places, but this book has uh, allowed me to, to do conferences, speak at conferences in uh, Los Angeles. The first time I've ever been in, to LA was when I was invited to come out there and speak at a conference because of my book. And I had a chance to even bring my sons out there. Uh, I've spoken in conferences in St. Thomas, in Jamaica, back home in Trinidad, um, in Florida. I was at Howard University. Howard University, HBCU, Howard University asked me to come and speak at a fatherhood conference there. I, I, I had a chance to speak in many places because I released this book. Writing a book will allow you many opportunities to travel, to, to speak, to earn income, to earn income while you sleep. You'll be able to go places just by releasing a book. Um, so, uh, where was I? Um, brainstorming, uh, next that's four, choose one topic and create boxes and bullets. This would be a table of contents. This is something that we press with our students in class. This helps organize their writing. You don't want your writing to be all over the place either. Just like you don't want your niche to be all over the place. <clears throat> when you write a book, you want everything to, to flow. You want the reader to read it and see how everything connects and makes sense. And it flows. If it doesn't flow, if it's all over the place, the reader will be bored, they'll be confused, they'll throw your book away. Then they'll write a review saying, the book isn't that good. <laughs> you don't want that. All right. So choose, uh, choose one topic and create boxes and bullets for your table of contents. Go to uh, number five, go to kdp.amazon.com and make an account and download the book template. It's free. This is the best option for the budget-friendly self-publishing author. When, uh, you don't pay anything up front, and you get money from every book that is sold. And while I'm on this, they're, they're, they have, um, at least they did um, when I started, they had three ways. Um, you can order the books yourself at price, which means that you, at printing price, you order a book. So like my book, um, it cost, uh, no, I'm not going to say how much it costs, but it costs a low amount to print, right? And then I sell it and I pick, and you can pick your price. You can pick the price of your book yourself on kdp.amazon.com. So I order books myself, right? And uh, if I'm at an event, I have my books, they, they ship it to me. And I can sell it at the price that I, I sell it at. My book costs $10 so online and wherever I go. So I sell it for $10 and I get a huge profit, a bigger profit if I'm selling it myself. Then you can sell it on the kdp.amazon.com site. And um, you get a little bit more of a profit, right? And you can sell it on amazon.com, which you get more of a profit. If you sell it, if the book is sold at like... Um, uh, um, Barnes and Nobles or other stores that you uh, have arrangements with, you get less of a profit, but you get something in return, right? Um, but you get money, you get you get a profit. So the the biggest profit margin though is when you order the books yourself. The problem with that is, uh, even though you you order the books and and it's at print 
at, at cost at cost you order the book <clears throat> let's say um you sold a uh, hundred thousand copies of your book right that is that is like best seller list status the problem is there's no way to to actually prove that they prove that you yourself bought ten thousand copies of that book it doesn't prove that you sold ten thousand copies of that book so you got to make sure that you create strong records of book sales to be able to submit if you want to be proven as a best-selling author but if your books are sold on amazon or online those are quantifiable the the best-selling uh, companies will pick that up and say okay this is the best-selling author boom because we have the proof all right so five go to kdp.amazon.com create an account download the template and get started on um getting your book out there number six start writing each chapter and save it to an online cloud account i recommend onedrive or google docs um, but you can use whatever one that you feel would be beneficial to you and this is so that you have access to your book wherever you are so that if you're on the go you could edit when whenever you need to edit and you're not restricted by it well the only restriction would be the internet but the thing is as i said before if you have your phone you can access it from your phone you can tell that from your phone or you could just write and edit from your phone uh as is seven find a proofreader and that one friend that's an avid reader so that they can tell you what changes you need to make and tell you if the book is going to be good or not <laughs> all right so find that one friend that's an avid reader and hire a proofreader and if you don't have a lot of money to hire a professional proofreader see if you can muster up some kind of coins to hire a college professor or english professor to help proofread your book so that at least your book does not have grammatical errors or spelling errors in it you can also download grammarly and use that but again that's that 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 doesn't give you um it doesn't really focus on the content itself just um errors that may be in your um book where uh, uh, an actual human proofreader will be able to detect the the, the uh, errors the grammatical errors the spelling errors um and even the content itself and your friend could say listen your book don't make any sense it's all over the place you need to start making changes and put these here all right number eight revise and edit based on the proofreader and your friend's recommendations if you have a good friend and you hire a proofreader and they tell you that you need to make changes make those changes okay number nine design a cover by hiring a graphic or uh, artist uh, research covers in that genre and if you are not a known celebrity if you're not famous and this is your first time book don't bother thinking that you have to put your picture on the cover if people don't know you and they see a picture on a book they're just going to walk right past the book but if you can design a cover that is eye-popping that's catching uh, that has a nice title people will want to buy that book especially if it touches them everybody has a story everybody has a story everybody has a story to tell and trust me trust me trust me somebody wants to hear your story somebody wants to hear your story i think one of the best ways to get your story out there is publishing a book getting it out there and in the process gaining income that you only had to do one thing and that's write a book and that book will be out there forever for people to buy the last thing number 10 the most important thing i think my son is over there praying what are you doing okay he's over there laying on the floor <laughs> the last thing you must do the most important step in publishing a book is pray and publish those two things pray and publish all right shoot before you hit that publish button on kdb.amazon.com you pray pray that somebody's going to read it somebody's going to be blessed by it somebody is going to touch somebody pray that it's going to make a lot of money because you you're trying to eat too like you got you got kids to feed and and houses to buy and property to invest in you, you're trying to like if you're gonna do this you're trying to get rich right you're trying to get some money from it right all right pray and then publish 
it, it really isn't a, a huge process. I think that the most difficult part of the, the writing process is actually getting your your thoughts down on paper. It's no longer hard to get your book out there or to self-publish. It isn't. It isn't. Like if you do a search from from a fatherless father to a son's, or if you do a search uh, on Amazon.com about books on fathers, uh, my book actually comes up in the the search. I'm like, oh wow, like that's big, that's big. If you were to Google my name, Andre D. Harrison, you'll see my book comes up on on Google. Uh, so it's out there, it's out there, and I want to encourage you. Like I really do. Everybody has a story to tell. And that story, somebody's going to want to read. And uh, publishing a book is a way to get your story out there or allow for your imagination and what's inside your mind, your create creativity to come alive on the pages of a book. If you have a, a, a fiction story, a, if you're into sci-fi, I have a friend named Ron in Florida. Um, he self-published a book and... Uh, it's, it was a sci-fi book and he's invited to comic cons every single comic con he's there and it's not even like he's, he's he sets up a table but he's also invited to go to comic con because people like his book people like his book he put it out there i remember him and i having a conversation he was concerned he said well what if nobody buy it so who cares you didn't pay nothing for it anyway right like not you know and i, I pretty much say listen don't stress like don't think about it like I'm releasing a book and nobody may buy it. What if nobody buys it? What if we all walk through life like that? We will never get anywhere. We'll never accomplish anything. Every major thing that happens in life happens with risk. Happens with risk. Take that risk. Put your stuff down on paper. Get it out there. Everybody has a story to tell. Go out and tell your story. All right. Publish a book. It's a great way to get your story out there, uh, touch potentially touch millions of people and make income while you sleep. All right. Definitely go out there and do that. Kente, what's going on, bro? None, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, good info. I need to go ahead and write my book so I can. No, uh... I, everybody. I think everybody should. I, I think everybody at one time in life should at least write one book. At least, and especially if they can self-publish it, because it doesn't cost anything. Right, it doesn't cost. Get it out there. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. So, so, so that's going to be your, your your goal by the end of twenty twenty. Can tell you're writing a book. That's what's up. All Write right. a book. All right. Thank you so much. We're gonna close this out and into the next hour. Thank you so much. All right.